The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports daily nfl podcast i will rinse i'm your host super friends hanging out myself ryan wilson john breach i say i i, I like pause on daily because with the first pick is going two times a week with the first ryan take wilson. which is one of the few one of your better oh. contributions of 2023 so far with the first take it's a fantastic spinoff of with the first pick it's actually after the after the draft is done you're going to do a new podcast called with the first take. And it's going to be you and Pete Briscoe debating uh, which draft class was the best. It's a roasted. It's been sold to me as with the first pick um, after hours. So I will say the Cinemax I, version of with the first pick. I, I, I will say I watched uh, you and Rick Spielman the other day on with the first pick and you were obnoxiously on point, just very precise doing your reads, going through everything Setting Rick up perfectly. And I was like, what does this guy think? What does he think he's like Chris Corciani? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, hey. That's just rude. By the way. It's a compliment. I love Corch. Corch is my boy. Hey, Breach. What's up, buddy? I just wanted to say, apparently, I didn't get the memo that we were supposed to wear glasses today. Uh, if you were listening to the audio version, you got to go on YouTube. Because Brinson, who I didn't even know owned glasses or needed glasses, right. is wearing glasses. Did you buy well, those? That- well, Breach. to be clear, I don't need glasses. And also, the other fun part is that Brenton didn't get the memo on what jacket to wear because Wilson and I are wearing the same coat. So we got two guys in glasses, two guys in the same coat, uh, and Wilson showing off his hat that no one Well, I'm going to tell you something. This podcast is going to be tight. It's going to be concise. It's going to be precise. And Ooh. it's too hot in my house to be wearing a coat right now. It's 80 degrees in Raleigh right now. It's February, man. What are we even doing? Breach. Name of uh, tag your it. Hold on quickly. Breach. What do you think the temperature is in my house in, in central New York right now? Well, it I is- heard that like half the country is going through a cold wave. So is it uh, th- 40? You want to guess, Brinson? Over or under 40? In Syracuse right now? Outdoors, yeah. Um, 
And don't lose don't use those Google glasses to look it up real quick. That big fat those big do you, fat lenses. Do you think these make me do you think these make me Google things faster? <laughs> well, no, but we can see the reflection from your lenses so we know. <laughs> you can see if I start typing. I mean, I mean, you said it's cold, so I'll say 55. 27. What? Oh. It is. I, dude, I'm not kidding. It is 80 degrees here right now. No, we believe you. I forgot Billy moved to Charlotte. Billy Chris, was- it's literally almost three times hotter in Raleigh than it is where Wilson is. And uh, three times dumber. But it, <laughs> whatever. I'll fucking put it. Uh, oh, Roasted. Thank you, Michael. If it makes you guys feel any better, it's the high it's, in Nashville. It's February is 80 degrees. <laughs> what are we doing? I'm not doing anything. I know what we're doing. We're going to tighten this podcast up and make sure we're out by 1.30 so we can All right, um, let's do it. go jogging. All right. Good luck with the jogging. What's first? Bye bye. Uh, all right. So we're going to play tag your it. Don't, don't get, don't get in these, the comments complaining about Lamar. It's all the tag. This is, this is basically a tag primer, a franchise tag primer, but we're trying to make it fun. So we're going to pretend that we're, we're going to like pretend like, like Wilson will be a G, be like Eric DaCosta of the Ravens. And I'll be a Jared Jones. Etc. Etc. We're trying to make it fun, so we're just not going through the rigmarole of the tag preview. We'll start in Baltimore. And by the way, Eric DaCosta, I heard you have a new podcast. So, Ryan Wilson, you are Eric DaCosta. Lamar Jackson, do you tag him? Yes or no? All right. First off, Billy wants us to go by conference, so we'll start in the American no, 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 Football no, no. Conference. We, 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 Change that? No, no. We're just just the best. The best team. All right. I didn't get the memo breach. All right. Either All right, way. I should, I should have early. Don't worry about it. I'm Eric DeCostia. <laughs> Things are changing. Pretty soon. 130. <laughs> he put his glasses on. He can read clocks now. Here we go. All right. Eric DeCosta. I'm like James Winston. You are like, you are the embodiment. You're the living embodiment of James Winston's I'm a <laughs> podcast. I would actually pretend I was blind before. <laughs> oh, my God. Hopefully, you don't tear your ACL running. Today. You are Eric DeCosta. Yeah, I'm tagging Lamar Jackson. Number one, he's 26 years old. Number two, the tag is for quarterbacks $32.4 million breach, which is going to be well below what he earns on an annual salary when he gets his new deal. But now, Mr. DaCosta, there is a secondary question here. No, I'm not trading him. Exclusive tag. Exclusive or not exclusive? Oh, right. So, right. The conversation is do you want a non exclusive him and let someone else do the negotiating for you and potentially potentially lose out? Or do you want to pay him? And I would just pay him right now. I don't know what he's asking for. The spot track has sort of a market value baseline and it's at 40.7 million he's gonna get north of that i feel like and, and some of the comps are kyler um who got 40 he got 45 million i mean not getting less than kyler josh allen's at 43 because this deal's a little earlier deshaun's at 46 which is insane no matter when you, that was signed you sure look at these deals you're kind of like wow lamar's like you i mean you he's gonna be closer to 50 than the 40 yeah. the 40.7 that spot track sort of baselines but either way you start with the the franchise tag 30 point 32.4 million and you go from there. I don't think you allow other teams to negotiate because if someone does something, it only takes one Cleveland Browns to come with like 53 or something a, a year. And then you're like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, so I think you um, make sure Lamar's healthy. You got Todd Munkin in there now. He seems excited about Lamar. He said the other day, you're watching the same games I am. And uh, there's no way I'm not tagging Lamar Jackson, probably exclusively breach. Yeah. So- so, so breach. I think, and and, and Wilson answered this for, uh, from a DaCosta standpoint. I think, like, I want you to answer it from a Bengals like guy standpoint, like Bengals fan standpoint. What do you want? Like, because I was shocked. I, I texted a, a, a Commanders fan and a Panthers fan. They were like, "Give two picks right now for Lamar." Like, as a Bengals fan, do you want Lamar in the division or out no. of the division? Who wants him in the division? 
Well, I would say that's, two that's things. Paper. I'm actually fine either way this goes because if it ends up that the Ravens are giving Lamar Jackson $50 million a year for the next five years, that you know, that's a salary cap crunch. That puts you in a situation. The Bengals are going to be in a similar situation. So, but And then if you tag him, if you hit him with the exclusive tag and you're paying him $45 million for one year, so like you know, if you if you give them fifty million dollars a year over five years, you can spread the cap hits out. You can kind of uh, finagle some things to make that work. But if you tag him exclusively, and it's forty five million dollars for one year, thirty two point four for the non exclusive. I'm saying if you use the exclusive, you're looking at forty five million. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that is a huge number to try and fit under just one year of the salary cap with no way to fix that. And I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to help you. So in yeah. that sense, uh, if uh, that's the situation that ends up being the case uh then maybe the ravens are cash trapped but so let me, add, let me ask you guys well, this well, I was gonna say, that's, a, that's a good argument from the Bengals perspective because you have until july like 15th ish to negotiate a new deal lamar ain't doing a new deal if you if you exclude well that's the thing if you franchise them that's what the understanding that, that a new deal has to get done so you're not paying 45 and one um some uh lump sum it's with the understanding that you got to sign him because he may not want to play on the deal anyway. So, well, you know, and to that point, Wilson, that pretty much all the often on the first one, the speculation and reports have said that uh, Lamar Jackson has asked for a fully guaranteed deal. He has not backed off that a single time. He has not lowered that by a single dollar. That he deserves more money than Deshaun Watson, and that has really been the wrench thrown in these negotiations. Is because Jackson's not backing down. The ESPN reported uh, today, or actually a few months ago, but reaffirmed it today that the Ravens offered 133 guaranteed, which was higher than Russell Wilson's guaranteed at signing, higher than Kyler's guaranteed at signing, but they're not going to get anywhere near. They're $100 million apart in guaranteed money. So I don't see how this doesn't end with the franchise tag. So it's really interesting because the Deshaun Watson thing happened in a really, really, really rare vacuum where the off-field stuff and the team wanted to trade him, and you have this loosey-goosey, Maniac Jimmy Haslam. Remember what did he say when he when he bought the team? He's like, I fired up to the max. To the max. I liked him. I, I was just, I'm an idiot. I fell for that guy. Um, but he's like, I fired up to the max. He trades and gives Deshaun Watson this contract, and then the next guy up is Lamar Jackson, who's a rating or like a former MVP with no agent. So there's nobody to like finesse the deal and make it work. Where he's like, all right, no, we'll just we'll take this like the most guaranteed money over like new money like. He's like, I just want what, more than what Deshaun got. And it's hard to blame him. Well, and the one thing I will say to that, Brenton, is that so in most cases, I think you want to sign your quarterback as quickly as possible. So if I'm the Bengals, I want to get Joe Burrow on our contract tomorrow so I don't have to look at Justin Herberts or Jalen Hurts and and maybe those guys get above $50 million, Then you have to give Joe Burrow above that if he's not signed yet. With Lamar, I'm almost fine waiting if I'm the Ravens because when you can point to Burrow or Herbert only getting 140 million are guaranteed or 150 million guaranteed, you can't. You know, it's going to make Lamar Jackson's make his job harder to argue that he deserves a fully guaranteed contract. It's if, the, if Joe Burrow, who's been to a Super Bowl, can't get it, how you know can Lamar say that he deserves it? It's the Dak Prescott situation for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. We said for 18 months, what is Jerry Jones waiting for? And then he had to overpay Dak, and hey, it turns out Dak is. Not a top jump, five jump quarterback. Like, I'd love to give you 50 million, and it's not a real 50 million. Jump in there and do it if you're the Bengals and the Chargers. All right, moving on. Uh, Stu claims I have a 145 tea time. It's 2.30. Thank that you, Stu. Um, I, Will Brinson, am Joe Shane. 
I have quite the conundrum here. Joe Shane has really let himself go. <laughs> there are. Oh, a pie down hard. The job has gotten to Joe Shane. I'll just say this, that. This guy, this things went so poorly. This guy had to get glasses. <laughs> um, so I, Joe Shane, have to decide do I tag Daniel Jones or do I tag Saquon Barkley? So and let me ask you I'm this, Joe. Do. Okay, well, before you go on, let me ask you what about the reports that um, Daniel Dimes Jones wants 45 million a year? Okay. I thought. I, I, I thought it was insane. Exactly. No, no, no. I, I, I read that. Like, Mike Florio reported it was like $45 million. Have you lost your mind, bro? But then you actually look at the quarterback contracts, you're like, eh. Like, is, okay. Um, is Daniel Jones well, worse? Let me jump in real quick. Let, let me jump in real fire quick. Away, fire away. Uh, you, uh, you're my assistant GM. Go away. Our our uh, our guy Doug Clawson actually wrote a compelling piece this week on why you should pay Daniel Jones $45 million per year. If you give him that money now, Jalen Hurts – that would be top five as of today, but insane. But but you know, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, all going to get more than that this offseason. So now Daniel Jones is ranked tenth overall by the time the season starts, and now that money doesn't seem so crazy. Um, so, it, so, it's, so, it's just like the Dak thing. You you pay him sooner so that. The contract doesn't look so dumb five years or two years from now. Do you, do you remember earlier this season where we're like, well, Daniel Jones is playing really good football. He's going to get $30 million a year. We're like, that makes total sense. If you go and look at who makes $30 million a year. That's Andy Dalton money. It's Carson Wentz money. That, that dude ain't taking less than Carson Wentz. He ain't taking less than Jared Goff. He ain't taking less than uh, Kirk Cousins. He can't take less than Dak Prescott in his own division. It's the principality of it. Principality. All right, thinking. so what are you doing, Joe? I am – what I'm doing is offering Daniel Jones a $44.9 million per year contract. <laughs> Hear me out. But it's Derek Carr slash Jimmy Garoppolo money because Patrick Mahomes makes $45 million a year. I can't give you more than Mahomes, bro. Come on. And if you well, don't take that leave. deal, if you don't take that deal, I'm going to tag you. And then I'm going to reach in my pocket – and pull up the transition tag and drop that little puppy on Saquon Barkley because I got two tags. Okay. No one ever uses two tags, but you can. Transition tag. Yeah, and then you got both guys that are like... You can transition to not having a job after you do that. Joe Shane, Joe Shane, Joe Shane. Hey, no, you, Joe Brinson, (laughs) the GM. First of all, that's my grandfather's name. <laughs> Was he the GM of the Giants? Because I would imagine he wouldn't do both tags. No, 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 look. If you franchise tag Daniel Jones and transition tag Saquon Barkley, you make ownership happy. You keep those two core first-round players intact. And then you just got to figure it out. If Daniel Jones doesn't want to sign a deal, look, you bring in the, the Maras and the Tishas or the Maras and the Tishas, however you pronounce it, and you say, listen, Daniel, we took you six overall. You're gonna to have to just sign this forty million dollar a year contract, pal. And he'll no, sign he, it. He it's done. He signed, He fired his agent. He didn't fire an agent to get less money. Yeah, he went from CAA. He fired CAA. Who fires CAA? That's insane. Daniel Jones. Well, exactly. Hey, breach. Under any circumstance, would you would you let Saquon walk and then get the third round comp pick? Uh, I think that it's harder to replace. A quarterback than a running back. 
So I I think if you're Brian Dable, you think that, hey, look, we got a good thing going with Daniel Jones. I would franchise tag Daniel Jones. So I, I think that's... Right. It, it, to, it, to me, it's either you work a deal out with Daniel Jones and then you tag Saquon. Or you don't get the deal done with Daniel and you franchise tag him. And then you try to figure out what you want to do. You could transition tag if you want to. But more than likely, you let Saquon go see what the market bears, and it's not going to be. Well, much. the only good thing about Saquon getting the tag is that it's ten million, and the only person making a ton of money is McCaffrey. Everyone else, well, I'm, not, I'm not franchise tagging Saquon, but I'm saying that's that's actually sort of you got to pay him more probably if you try to do more Correct. than that. Yeah. Okay. So next up, so you would franchise tag Jones. Daniel Jones is not getting out of off of the roster. He is okay. going to stay as a New York Giant. They took him sixth overall, and he that finds him really well. Carson Wentz went second or whatever. But 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 he finally played really well when they had a decent coaching staff and not Jason Garrett and Joe Judge. Yeah, but what does that have to do with the salary? Well, I mean, you have a you you have a potential franchise quarterback you drafted sixth overall. Oh, you, you okay. can't let him leave, okay. especially after you just had the best year of his career yeah. with a okay. competent coaching staff. Now, I get it. it. Is it unfortunate that you were dumb enough to not pick up the fifth year option? Yes, but I mean, we would have called, we would have crucified them had they done that, and had they like like promoted Jason Garrett to head coach, right? Exactly. Anywho, John Breach, you are noted backwards hat wearing Bengals owner Mike Brown. You've your franchise tag Jesse Bates once. He is arguably. One of the cornerstones of your defense, but you're too cheap to pay him. Are you going to franchise tag him a second time? Too cheap, Brits, and I just gave him twelve point nine million dollars. He was one of the eight highest paid safeties, even if he was paying playing on the franchise tag in twenty twenty two. I will open my pocketbooks when it's necessary. Uh, but I, pocketbooks. Here's the <laughs> thing, though. This offseason is all about getting Joe Burrow an extension and paying a safety fifteen point. Four nine million dollars does not help me do that. If I can get a long term deal done with Jesse Bates, I would be more than happy to keep him. Uh, but we are not going to use the franchise tag on him for a second straight year. The number is fifteen point five because last year was twelve point nine. He gets a twenty percent raise because Ooh. it's the second time he's tagged, uh, and that's just too rich for my blood. That would make him the fifth highest paid safety in the NFL. We drafted Dax Hill. We will trust Dax Hill to take over for Jesse Bates if we cannot agree to a long-term deal with I, Mr. Bates. I feel like Mike Brown's the type of dude to be like, well, we're just going to let him skedaddle. <laughs> like, like he's like, you know, if, if he won't sign a deal, seems like a word he would use. What are you going to pay him annually, Breach? What's, what do you, what's your offer? Because well, he just be like, like F your couch, get out of here, Bates. <laughs> he ain't taking, I mean, he's not going to take a $5 million year pay cut. What are you going to pay him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe something similar to what he made last year. Maybe, 12 i don't know oh, if you don't with, with a huge signing bonus to, but the Bengals don't really do that i mean it's it's just eddie jackson makes 14. i'm probably not keeping him that's that's okay that's eddie, eddie jackson makes 14.6 million he ain't taking less than eddie jackson money he go okay the the safety free agent market is always interesting too because like you don't know if it's going to be sometimes it's robust and then sometimes it's very Bust. Well, the thing is, you had Derwin James blow it up. Bust. <laughs> James's deal is 19 million. If Jesse Bates is trying to make top four money, because you have 
Harrison, Harrison Smith, Jamal Adams, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Derwin James are the only four guys making above $16 million a year. And if Jesse Bates is trying to get those, there's no way the Bengals are keeping him. Well, I think you have to take wow. Jamal Adams out of the mix because he's just an outlier, and Harrison Smith might retire, so that doesn't count. So I think then next is Justin Simmons, and that feels like the neighborhood. But I don't think – you can tell me. I don't think Jesse Bates had the season that Justin Simmons did. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to give – uh, Jesse Bates, $15 million, and that's what you'd have to give him if you tag him, and you're certainly not going to sign him to a long-term deal where he's making $15 million a year, so I just don't... Uh, I, uh, I just, don't feel uh, Jesse Bates also said like that... Didn't he say that... Was it la- last year? He said that the contract thing was bothering him, and then he like, had an incredible postseason run, and then he got tagged. I mean, like clearly, this is a guy who's like, he's like, look, just give me my money. like Give me my average annual value of the safety money, and the Bengals are too frugal to do it. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Frugal, so they just feel like they have the pieces in place that they can survive without him. And here's the other thing, Breach. If you let him walk, do you think he's getting 15 plus on the open market? Because I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, I don't. I see. I don't think he does. And, you know, again, like you said with the Browns and Deshaun Watson, it only takes one desperate team that says, oh, we really need a safety to totally revamp our defense. But I, I do not think he would get $15 million per year on the open market. Oh, I mean, Who's giving it to him? And he didn't have a, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't lights out great. I mean, like five, well, uh, what? Simmons, at, well, again, we'll throw out Adams and Smith. Yeah, that's a, it. It would be, it would, it would be tough. It'll be tough to find $15 million on the open market. Okay. Billy Trice. Ooh. Come flying in. You are. Oh, he got his little stupid glasses. Got my on glasses. Too. Everybody else had oh, glasses. I, I didn't want to. I'm be embarrassed. Like, are those like? Are those like nice white glasses? I gotta get some nice ones. No, there's no lenses in those glasses. He's like Brandon Baylor on CBS Sports HQ, just wearing. Actually, actually you you do look exactly like Howie Roseman, and in fact, you are Howie Roseman for this exercise. Uh, we, you and I were talking about it. <laughs> I was like, because I was reading uh, Jeff Kerr's article. He's who did he say they were going to tag? It was uh, James Bradbury? But as you point out, there's like several candidates to tag with Philadelphia, but at the same time, like, they, I don't feel like they're a very like taggy organization. Like the, I don't know. Like they don't strike me as a team that would pay $18 million for one year with James Bradbury. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they will. I kind of think that they'll let James Bradbury walk. Me and Sully talked about that earlier this week, how I just feel like, you know, he made it clear that he wants to get paid and I don't see how he was giving him the money that he's asking for. Um, but I think a guy like Javon Hargraves or a guy like CJ Gardner Johnson will get the tag. If you look at Javon Hargraves, you might want to tag him actually instead of CJ Gardner Johnson. You know, reports are that CJ Gardner Johnson will get the tag, but you know, he played at a high level this year. And you look at the top tier defensive tackles, they're all making $25, $30 million a year. So if you're trying to save some money on the back end and maybe keep more of the guys that got you to the Super Bowl this year, you may want to tag him where he's only an $18 million cap hit this year. And then you try and, you know, fork over a deal with CJ Gardner Johnson, who's a safety. You can probably get him for around like 13, $14 million a year over a long-term contract. And you can push that money off to later years. So you have more money to play with this offseason to rebuild your roster. We said, jo- said Javon Hargrave, not very Hargrave, right? Yeah, Javon. Yeah, Former Steelers, great. Yeah, because Wilson knows very well that Javon Hargrave is like a stud. And so like, good. So on good. the interior, an animal. But, and, and, and I don't disagree with you, like, that if you were 
just in a vacuum, you might go Hargrave over C, uh, uh, Chelsea Gardner Johnson. But that defense, when Chelsea Gardner Johnson got hurt, took a nosedive on the backside. Disrespectful and, to Reed Blankenship, but go ahead. <laughs> and but they just drafted Jordan Davis too. Yeah, but I think I think you still. So, so like, I feel like how he feels like he can reload on the interior, and he needs the guy on the back end. Is why you're probably hearing. Yeah, that, like, I don't know, man, because they went out and got Sue and Limbaugh Joseph, and they just rotated those guys and just destroyed people until they played on the grass where saying. the grass didn't work. You can go, you can go get like you can go get guys in the interior. I feel like, and now obviously it changes with your defensive coordinator gone and you know you're retooling things, but like, like I, I feel like how he values CJ. Uh, I always mess up his initials. C- yeah, he used to be called Chauncey. I call him Chauncey. CJ Gardner Johnson. No, I think Howie does value CJ uh, a, lot, a lot, but I think <clears throat> if you look at the Eagles organization as a whole, offensive and defensive line is where their main focus is over the last 15 to 20 years. So, yes, you know, you can go get guys in free agency to, you know, fill certain holes, but you're, you got to remember, you're going to lose Fletcher Cox this year. Like he's not, he's, he's, he's not going to play. Um, you know, we brought him back. We actually released him last year and then brought him back later on in the season for a one-year deal. So you're going to lose a guy like that. You don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Graham. And so, I mean, you're, I just feel as though, like, I think financially it may be a better move to go Javon Hargrave. But I don't disagree, I, I don't disagree with you in, like, in terms of what maybe they should do. I would say that what they will do and again, like you pointed out, like the buzz is that they're going to go Chelsea Gardner Johnson. I would guess they tag Chelsea Gardner Johnson, try to do something with Hargrave, knowing that they've drafted and, like again, you know, Co- Fletcher Cox is a free agent, Sue's a free agent, obviously Linville Joe's a free agent, but like you, can f- you can find big bodies to pair up with the outside exterior rushers. Breach and Wilson, any thoughts on that? I mean, you can find big bodies like Sue and Linval if you have. Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Yeah, you can't find big bodies like Linval. It's an insane like list of big dudes they have on the interior. Yeah, but it starts with the core and Davis. I don't know, man. Chauncey Gardner Johnson got traded out of the Saints. He was a fourth round pick. He's a good football player. Don't get me wrong. And that defense did take a hit in the back end when he got hurt. Are we sure the Saints aren't tanking to help the Eagles? But if you're starting a team, I'm starting a team with with Javon over Chauncey. But I think right. they're going to keep both though, Ryan. Like, I, at, at oh, the end that's of the day, even I better. Think, I think they will keep both. That, but that was my main point is that you tag Hargraves and then you sign CJ Johnson to a deal. Because I like that. Either way, even, even if he's getting the top tier money, what did Breach just talk about uh, for Bates and, and, and the top tier guys? Top tier guys making money. 15 million? The top, like your top tier defensive lineman, if you're going to re sign him, you're at least going to have to touch 25. He was top three in, in sacks and pressures this year for a defensive tackle. So you're going to have to fork out more money if you want to sign him. Now, again, no disagreement. I think it is interesting. They're like, if this is where GMs make their money too. They like, they're talking to these agents and like Howie Roseman knows explicitly who he's more likely to sign Hargrave or or Charlie Gordon Johnson. And so like, if he, if he thinks he can sign Hargrave, but he knows he can't sign CJJ or Chauncey, I don't know why he tried to, do the initials if he if he, if he if he thinks if he knows he can't sign chauncey but he thinks he can sign hargrave he's probably going to tag chauncey and like just try to make make it work with it you know what i'm saying like so yeah i i do agree with that Eagles are an interesting I that. they have a lot of dudes who are free agents very interesting situation for your hour actually i'm out now you're a philadelphia eagles all right <laughs> we're gonna take a break and when we come up after the break we will talk about 
Did I say we're going to talk about? Oh, I know. Jerry. I will be Jerry Jones. I will do a poor Jerry Jones imitation after the break. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If you're watching on YouTube, a disappointing lack of NC State in Miami of Ohio, despite the fact that I represent us, Breach and Wally Zerbiak, and our pal Eric K represent the second most, oh, whatever, get out of here. Hey, Tar Heels stink, bro. They stink. 82 is forever, baby. We honored the uh, 83 team at the uh, Wake Forest game on Wednesday night. Anywho, I'm, Jer- I'm Jerry Jones. I didn't really feel like doing a Jerry Jones impersonation, to be honest, but I'll, I'll try. So, listen, here's the deal. I got to deal with uh, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz. Tagged tight end last week, last year, whatever. Now, Tony Pollard, hey, listen, Tony, man, you, you, you busted up your, uh, your your leg pretty good, man. You're pretty banged up. We got Zeke here. Zeke, man, Zeke's only making $53 million for the next four years. I mean, that ain't nothing to sneeze at, buddy. Do I tag Tony Pollard or do I tag Dalton Schultz? They should cut Zeke. He has no guaranteed money left on his deal. They won't do it. Trade him. <laughs> He's probably the least tradable contract on the planet. He has no guaranteed money left. Cut Zeke. Tag Tony. Sign Dalton Schultz. If I were a Jones guy, Jones family member, that's what I would do. Let's say you guys. Um, Breach, go ahead. I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, I feel like you've got to be leaning towards letting Zeke walk or try and restructure his deal. So that plays a part in whether you're willing to tag Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's uh, like $10 million to tag him. It's so cheap. And then you look at Dalton Schultz because he got tagged the last year is going to be what exactly was his, uh, what was it? What is the tight end tag this year? How much? I believe, I believe it was tw- 11.345 reach. Okay, but it's and then I think last year. Okay, so last year his tag number is ten point nine million, so he gets a twenty percent raise on top of that. Twelve point five million, roughly. Right. So that's what I I mean. I'm probably going Schultz. I'm probably going Schultz. Breach by three thousand, but I am ankle surgery too. Yeah, he'll be fine though. That's actually less worrisome than an ACL. I think just because it's a bone and not a ligament. I, I think well, maybe. Well, said, I mean, this is what you asked about Jesse Bates. Do you think Tony Pollard is going to go out and get $10 million per year in the open right. market? I was going to say, maybe I'm leaning Schultz, and I might even be leaning just draft the tight end. Schultz is good, but he's not great. I mean, he's not a top, maybe he's top 10, but I don't know if he's like a top seven or eight guy. And maybe you just try to give, see how how low you can get Pollard. If you get him at $9 million a year or something, I, I think you do that because he's not an every down back, but he has an opportunity to be. So I'm looking at Zeke's deal, and uh, Brinson, you mentioned get out of it right now. Literally um, any other team in the NFL would cut Zeke Elliott. 
His cap hits sixteen point seven million next year if you trade him. Like I don't is anyone paying that? That's just a lot of money to put on a running back that's yeah, I mean he's making ten million base salary if you keep going with this thing. And and again, that's crazy money for someone who's not Saquon Barkley or better. Yeah, I, I think you cut Zeke and then there's no reason to keep him. I mean, what, what's the upside? Did I read that? Someone, I swear to God, I saw somebody was like, it's $53 million left with zero guaranteed. Well, the potential out in 2003. Oh, I guess the cap hit because they extended it, yeah. Yeah. So you got to deal with the cap hit. Yeah, they'll keep it for one more year and then get rid of them. Yeah. Post uh, the dead cap or post- you get him to restructure. Well, breach the the post six uh, June first dead cap hit in twenty twenty three is is five point eight million, um, and then six million next year when they when they split it up. So there's still a cap hit, but it's quote unquote minimal. If you want to switch things up now, if you trade them, the dead cap hit right now is eleven point eight eight million. So you can't trade them. It, it would be very cowboys of them to. Redo Zeke's deal to make him Zeke hang around for like the next three or four years and then use that money to pay Tony Pollard a franchise tag. But you can trade him post 6 1, and the numbers are the same as the ones I mentioned for the nobody, 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 nobody's trade. Well, if you trade or cut him, you mentioned the $11.8 million uh, dead cap before June. But 1st. his cap number is 16.7. So you're picking up, you're gaining money, even yes. though you now have lost a player. And you still need to fill your running back hole, maybe, uh, but you are picking up money on the salary cap overall. Yeah. No, I mean, you would save almost $5 million by getting rid of Zeke. Right. And you could use that $5 million to pay Teddy Pollard. I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. I, I, I think I know what we would do, and I think what Jerry Jones will do is completely different. Is fair? But also, if you tag Pollard, then you say, all right, let's just make sure he's back to 100%. You have that year. If he is, you give him a long-term contract next season. You can also lowball Tony Pollard while he's hurt. I mean, that's probably what they'll do, too. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrible thing to do, but I mean, that's, I mean. Classic Jerry. Hey, listen, listen, Tony. Now, look, now look I know you know Zeke, but here's the deal. Exactly. All right, Wilson. I, I think the Cowboys will. The Cowboys have not not screwed up the franchise tag each of the last five years. Right. Well, they're nothing if not consistent then. Exactly. They will do something stupid with it. Ryan Wilson, you are Brett Veach slash Andy Reid. You've tagged Orlando Brown, who, uh, by the way, has some very explicit t-shirts that he likes to tweet out. You get, you get to tag him again after winning the Super Bowl? You double down or you try and go in the draft? What do you do? Do you tag him? Yes or no? Well, if you go, if you wait to the draft to the end of the first round, you're you're sort of rolling the dice unless you plan on trading up, and there's no reason to do that. I mean, they absolutely crushed the draft last year, so they're, they're pretty good at staying put. Uh, and here's the other thing: if you think back to the Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl breach, what is your lasting memory uh, of that night for Patrick Mahomes? Uh, getting destroyed because the offensive line was so bad. Right, and and that's what I'm saying. If I'm Orlando Brown's agent, I, I would just go in there and play that game and not say anything. And at the end of it, click off the old uh, projector and say, well, "Okay." Or they gave up a first round pick for him because he wouldn't play right tackle for the Ravens, so they brought him over to play left tackle there. Right, and so I flip off the projector and say, "Okay, we are starting negotiations at five hundred million dollars a year." I'm t- I'm franchise tagging Orlando Brown. Um, the spot track sort of baseline number is twenty two point four million, but as you mentioned, he's been tagged. He was at the franchise tag in general for the offensive lineman is eighteen point two. Um, His number would be just over twenty million. 
Yeah, and that that feels rate. like a that feels like a bargain. You look at some of the comparables. Cam Robinson makes eighteen million a year. Bakhtiari makes twenty three, which feels a little closer. Larry Tunsil twenty two. So you're looking at north of probably twenty three where Bakhtiari is, and, and I think you, you pay him that because the offensive line was really good in the Super Bowl. The the turf probably had something to do with it. I'm sure Eagles fans will tell you that. And that's I don't think that's an excuse. I think it's the truth. But in general, I thought the offensive line was you know. Um, millions of light years ahead of what that group was against the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Maybe you start with the What? Maybe give him a sack. Yeah, I mean, the turf. I, I will. Concede uh, maybe, I mean, the turf sucked. But um, my point is that if you want Patrick Mahomes to be upright, it starts up front, and you got to pay those dudes. And I think Orlando Brown is, is right. Maybe some of the money off the T-shirts will offset what he's asking for, but he's I would franchise him and go from there. Well, and Orlando Brown, too, like as we point out, he – you know, Eagles fan Billy noting that the turf did suck. Um, like Orlando Brown did the tag last year after refusing to play right tackle for the Ravens because he wanted to get left tackle money. Even if you if you tag him, he's still going to be 27 after his second tag when he hits free agency breach. Which I mean, 27 year old like like multiple Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning left tackle for one of the best offenses in football. He's getting paid in free agency. Yeah, and that's the one point we brought up the whole time is what could this guy get on the open market? Orlando Brown would easily get more than $20 million per year on the open market. So I think that Tagum is a no-brainer for the Chiefs. And then you got to think, uh, all right, can we get this guy under contract long-term? Or do we just say, you know what, we'll, we'll tag him this year and figure it out after that. And, and that feels like what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, they, and they gave up picks for him too, like high picks. So you can't just like, well, it was a nice rental. Let's let it walk. Um, but and real quick, the tag is twenty million, like we just said for Orlando Brown. I think Trent Williams is the highest paid left tackle at twenty three million. So it's not like you could just reward him and say, look, we'll give you twenty three and a half because it's only three and a half million over what you're going to give him. Plus, he's going to feel good about it because he's now the highest paid left tackle. So there's, you know, there's not like the safety position where you'd have to give Jesse Bates seven million dollars more than he made last year to get make him the highest paid. This is not a huge number, not a huge gap between Orlando Brown's tag number and being the highest paid. You're, you're paying a really good left tackle to be a really good left tackle, right? It's not crazy. All right, Breach, you are. Ooh. Is it Ziegler or Ziegler? I always mess it up. Ziegler, right? Breach is good with pronunciations. What is it, Breach? Ziegler. <laughs> oh, you found it. He, he found it. I haven't hit that in forever. I am Dave. You're yeah. Dave. I introduced myself as Dave Z. What do you got, Dave I, Z? I am already mad about this. If if so, you're the Raiders GM slash Josh McDaniels, whoever brain trust you want to be. Josh Jacobs just had an incredible season, and he actually told CBS Sports, aka me, that he wasn't even mad that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. You know what he's mad about? that they played him in the Hall of Fame game. He's like, it was so disrespectful. So you have a disrespected Josh Jacobs who ran angry all year long. Do you dare tag him now and bring him back for another year on the tag? Uh, this is a no-brainer if I am Dave Z. I am uh, calling <laughs> Josh Jacobs right now. I'm saying, hey, buddy, we're hitting you with the franchise tag. Hopefully we can work out a long-term deal. If not, you're just going to make just over $10 million uh, for the 2023 season. Because here's... Here's how I see my situation is that, A, we just got rid of our quarterback. Derek Carr is gone. I just went and did an interview this past week where I said, hey, guess what? We might not even bring in a franchise QB. We might just have a placeholder in 2023. Uh, and if that's the case, guess who you're running your offense through? 
Josh Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing, who led the NFL in scrimmage yards and was like half this team's offense. So I don't think you can afford to go in with possibly not a good quarterback and then also start over at running back. So I think you absolutely have to keep Josh Jacobs. So I'm tagging him. Um, I, I am, I didn't like Josh Jacobs, like just, just general. I mean, I, I went a huge Josh Jacobs guy hit interviewing him at the Super Bowl. I am a Josh Jacobs guy through and through forever. He is hilarious. Oh, he's a great story. He, he had to live in a car for a while. He like, and he made all made it every he made the most of every opportunity he was given and he's a, he's a great dude. He was actually, he wasn't even highly recruited only because he played at a small school. And I think um, it may have been Feldman that wrote about it for the athletic, but it's a great story about how he he came to be found. And, and to your point, he's by all accounts, a, an absolutely great human being. So good for him. I deeply regret not being a Josh Jacobs guy from jump street. He is an outstanding human. And, a, and, a, and also I was like, who's the worst bleep talker in the NFL? What do you think he said? Um, he said, "Who do you say?" Click. We watched it. Not Leonard Fournette. Someone else. Yeah, was it Leonard Fournette? No, that's what. uh, Worst, worst bleep talker. That's what Micah Parsons said. He said Leonard Fournette. I mean, who is it? Imagine, imagine the one name Josh Jacobs could say that would make my heart sing. Philip Rivers. The worst. I don't know. Who is it? Phil Derek Rivers Carr. Is- <laughs> he dropped Derek. his own quarterback. Derek Carr isn't you know, gum flapper. He's like, he doesn't cuss. Exactly. Um, I hope they That's don't franchise tag him. I hope he gets paid. Well, and you know, the other thing with Jacobs is was the Daniel Jones situation where the Raiders could have t- picked up his fifth-year option, which would have only been like $8.8 million, something in that neighborhood. And so now you're looking at, uh, obviously, if you franchise tag him, it's more than $2 million higher than that number. But I don't see how you can let him walk. So that's really what that comes down to. So you just—I don't know, man. Like they—they, they, I mean, I, I don't know. It feels like they're trying to like just completely offload all the Mayock, Gruden, draft picks, and, and players. You're gonna let the NFL's leading rusher walk? I mean, you want to pay a running back ten million dollars? Yeah, I, I do. If I'm only paying my quarterback fifteen million. Okay. All right. Um, you got a weird way showing you like Josh Jacobs. We're yeah, talking. for real, man. I, I know. I don't. I didn't expect. I love Josh Jacobs, but I don't want to pay him ten million. That's <laughs> Get quote out. From Will Brinson. <laughs> Do By the way, Brinson, I watching that interview. I will just say that that was the most hilarious part was how adamant he was about how upset he was that the Raiders played him in the Hall of Fame game. This is five months later, and he is still not over. It. You can see the anger in his eyes. And also, I will say that like we got nothing goes. That was my favorite interview I've done so far this week. I was like, yes, yes. Shout out to Robbie Snyder and our social media team for actually making me look smart. Uh, do you want to do these last two or no? Uh, I think Billy wants to take a break real quick. Another break? Two breaks. Two breaks. Right, we'll take another break. Coming up next, I'm Marty Herney. Next. One of the downsides of, of the blue light glasses, you actually can't read anything on your computer. It blocks all That's the sad. Yes. It's very sad. Right. Uh, so I'm, I was I actually was, I was doing, I was debating. I was like, should I, you know what? I'm Marty Herney. Hi, Marty. Yeah, there's multiple members of the Washington front office. It's hard to decide who's in charge. All right. We'll be Marty. 
There's Marty Herney. There's Martin Mayhew. Ron Rivera. He should be Daniel Snyder. Yeah, I was going to say that. Would, that feels like That's more your rude. That is rude. I'm Marty Herney. Deron Payne is up for the tag. This is a no-brainer. Tagging, t- tagging Deron Payne all day long. Yes or no? I'm fine with that. Okay. Like I, I think it's the easiest tag of the entire like offseason. This is a guy who's a former first-round pick who has been dominant on the interior, doesn't get huge money, plays for a guy, Ron Rivera, who loves not the hog model. He's not a Dave Gettleman type, but like he wants to, he wants those big body defensive linemen. This is a no brainer to me. Yeah. You're not going to get any pushback from me. All right. Great. Wilson, you are Trent Balky. How do you feel about that? I'm pretty good after last year. I mean, a year ago, I wouldn't have felt so hot about it, but things are working out. This one kind of threw me for a loop, but I was like, there's, you know, you know why? Well, you're just thinking about like guys you might tag. I mean, if you'd said a year ago that you're tagging Evan Ingram on the Jaguars, I don't think many people would have expected that. You even laughed at Yeah. No, people that's right. assumed you know nothing about football. And now look who's smart, Breach. Uh, also, I mean, like, look, I love Trayvon Walker, maybe a bunch of money, but Aiden Hutchinson was pretty good. I was wrong. Well, you're right about him going first. I mean, just that's all that matters. Are you are you are you tagging Evan Ingram? So here's the thing. Evan Ingram made nine million dollars last year. The tag for tight ends is eleven point three, and some of the comps. Gerald Everett made twelve million last year. What are we doing? Um, Logan Thomas. Oh no, I'm sorry. He made eight million. I was getting okay. confused. I read the wrong the wrong column there. Logan Thomas got eight million. Uh, Austin Hooper got six, and Zach Ertz got ten. So you're paying a little more than Zach Ertz, who's past his prime. I think we'd all agree. And Evan Ingram was incredibly important to T Law's development. I felt like. I mean, we know what the guys did on the outside with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, and they're getting Calvin Ridley this year. And I'm fine tagging him for one year. He's 29, so you could even sign him to a two-year deal if you wanted to for maybe around that much money, 20 million. Alternatively, you could draft a, a tight end at the end of the first round when you pick, and there are going to be a lot of guys, not quite the athlete of Evan Ingram, but athletic enough that can come in and help right away. But, Breach, I always say you can draft those guys, but you know what you have in Evan Ingram, and, and that was pretty good in that offense with Doug Peterson. So I, I'm fine spending a little money on him, tag, and then maybe two- or three-year deal if you can make that happen. Yeah, I think that based on what he made last year and what his production was that he's earned, uh, you need to go up. You've earned that raise to go up to just over $11 million. And I'm sure Jacksonville's thinking they're probably, if they're talking long-term contract, you know, you're looking at guys like Darren Waller at $17 million, George Kittle at $15 million, and there's no way you're giving Evan Ingram that just yet. So I think this is the the fair shake where you say, all right, let's do one more prove-it contract, and if you have another big year, then we can talk about uh, a huge long-term deal. But I, I don't think this is such a high price that it would make you not want to do it. And, man, Ingram was productive last year. 73 catches, four touchdowns, just came up huge in the playoffs. Right. Uh are the Jaguars $23 million above the salary cap? Yeah, I think they have some, some money. They get there? Like they were like $42 million below last year. Just blame it on Irvin Meyer and keep going. No, they, no, it's last cool. year they had a ton of money. They signed a ton of guys. Saying, they're out of like, I mean, they're not out of money. They'll be able to free it up easily, but like they well, there's a cash to cap situation where you have to spend year over year, like over a three-year, five-year rolling period, whatever. Um, the Jaguars spent a bunch of money, and sure, I am fine, I'm fine tagging him. He was he was very good. And I agree with you. Good for Trevor Lawrence. Almost forgot one more. You, 
John Breach. Ooh. I shouldn't let Wilson be this guy, but whatever. I mean, big you, the week. Well, you can pretend you're, you're Eugene Cyril Smith III. And John Breach is John Schneider. Well, if John Breach is my GM, I'm going in there and beating him up and then taking what I want. <laughs> I just gave you a second chance and got you to the playoffs by building you a great team, sir. All right, go ahead. And it's that's how you're going to treat me? <laughs> I mean, it's sort of the same thing as Daniel Jones, right, Breach, where it's like, you know, Gina's like, How dare you? Well, I mean, he says, I want 30 plus million dollars. You're like, here's the deal. You're just getting tagged. You're being tagged and we're done here. Right? Yeah. That, I mean, that seems pretty simple. You say, Gino, 32.4 million is where you're at. Let's see if we can do that again. If you have another big year, we'll give you a contract. But if you're Gino Smith walking in there after one good year saying you deserve 40 or Daniel Jones, 45 million, the crazy numbers, I'm saying, nope, here's your franchise tag. And uh, talk to me next year. Call my call my people. Have them call your people. We'll talk next March. Who's going to put up better numbers next year, Gino or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones. You guys are so disrespectful. I, I loved Eugene Cheryl Smith. Does it, does it, yeah, it doesn't mean Gino's going to be bad. Just maybe we think Daniel Jones is going to be awesome. I, mean, the other thing, I, I think it's kind of underrated that if you're a quarterback, like it ain't that bad to play one year under the franchise tag. No, but it, just like anything, if you it's think you're being insulting personally, of course. But. Yeah, just like Josh Jacobs said in terms of, I mean, you're playing football, but oh, it's the week four game of a, of a preseason game that no one oh, gives a crap about bad. unless you're about to get cut. I mean, Gino, I'm sure he would love to get $32 million a year in a vacuum. But it, when you see other nerds out there getting paid more than you who aren't as good as you, that's when you get angry. Yeah. But and, to that point, though, I, I would also tag Daniel Jones, which, you know, Brinson was the Giants general manager. But I just think that both these guys had one great year. You don't want to overpay him $40, $45 million, uh, on a long-term deal. Make him play one more good year at $32 million, and then – if they play well, then then you give them the long term. Yeah, I, but I also I also think again I think it's underrated that if you play one year on the franchise tag, obviously there's risk that like come into play. But I mean, how many dudes get hurt to the point where they can't ever play football ever again? It, it's very very rare. You should. Be right, you can get hurt to the bill to the point where you can't. You're not no, as good as you were. But I'm saying like whatever Gino or Daniel Jones plays on for one year, and a fully guaranteed contract is probably. Better than whatever their three-year deal they would sign because it's a five-year deal, but really a three-year deal and like a bunch of incentives and stuff. Like it's fully guaranteed, man, and it's it's a ton of money. Like it ain't like it ain't nothing to sneeze at. I don't. And you're one year away from getting the free agency now. With Gino, it's a little different because he's obviously older. He's thirty-two. He's not that old. Hmm. At thirty-two, sounds incredible. Mm -hmm. Not over quarterback. Right. No, but and, well, and if you get hit with a tag, you're also guaranteed the 20% raise if they want to tag you again. So at a minimum, you're making almost 39 million in 2024. No, I get I get how the math works. I'm just saying I'm personally saying people take it take it they take offense at not feeling like they're underpaid or not appreciated. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't blame them. I'm just saying like I think it's maybe like mindset should shift where you're like, eh, no, don't really mind it. All right. So Wilson, you would not tag him. Is that what you're saying? No, I give him sixty-five million dollars a year. Are you crazy? He's so good. Be careful. Tag, no, tag him and try to work it out. All right. Yeah. That's our uh, tag. You're it, show. Tag. You're it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll get Breach some glasses next time. <laughs>